0: Ashley, I'm really in the mood for
1: a sweet. Do you know anyone who makes cookies? I'm always in the mood for a sweet. I used to eat ice cream at midnight. You know this. I still do sometimes. Yeah, Ashley can literally eat
0: cheesecake for dinner and be the size of my left pinky.
1: I actually had cake left over from Easter for breakfast this morning. Now that you bring it up before we're an animal, an animal can't be stopped nothing like birthday cake for breakfast um but anyways scrap that yeah heck yeah I could use a cookie back to the script
0: heck yeah I could use a cookie and you know what I've really been craving this really special cookie this brand that I heard a little birdie told me it's really creative it was started by a fellow Pepperdine grad she graduated a few years before us and she has this amazing business and it's called the
1: cookie fellow have you heard of it? I have heard of it. Someone actually sent me some. And when I tell you, I could not stop eating them. I was so obsessed. And I'm ready to order a dozen for myself, solely for myself. And so yummy. You have, have them for meals yeah
0: ashley's gonna eat this solely as her next 12 meals after survivor if you were on survivor this would be your first meal back when you get home wouldn't it it would be this cookie from the she should part she
1: should partner with survivor when they give as a reward sometimes they just give like a, a little dessert on this episode we have entrepreneur cookie maker business mogul boss
0: babe marin longfellow And she is going to take us through what it's like to absolutely dive into starting your own business and the amazing story behind how she has cookies inspired by past relationships and past dates she's been on, which I think is the most clever idea ever, and how she is just absolutely taking the Dallas, Texas cookie market by storm. So without further ado, let's hear her really cool story. She is just an absolute joy to speak with.
2: I feel like every no is a redirection to something else. I think if you just continue to remind yourself that Because obviously not every single opportunity you go for is going to come to life. But I do think God always has a purpose for you and always like something bigger and better is going to come
0: your way. Welcome to the podcast. Happy Friday, everyone. We have a very exciting guest. How are you doing, Marin? It's so good to meet you. So good to see your face. I'm doing so well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Where are you recording out
2: of? Dallas, Texas. Ooh, what's the weather like over there these days? Um, Today, it's been very, very sunny. Actually, the past week has been very warm. I think today was like in the 80s, been doing a lot of walking, getting some tanning in. So it's been quite nice out here. Yay, I'm jealous. (laughs) And you guys are in
1: Washington
2: and California,
1: right? Yes. I was going to say, no, God, I'm not in Washington. But yes, (laughs) (laughs) it's it's not all bad. Okay. (laughs) It's not all bad. (laughs) I feel like in Washington,
0: there's got to be some beautiful days. No, for sure. It's actually really sunny here today. I'm in Court d'Alene recording out of a man's home, um, which is really funny. But it's the weather is good. I can't complain. Yeah, it's a new studio space. My my microphone hasn't seen new walls in a in a while. So
1: <laughs> Um okay so jumping straight into it Marin as we mentioned owns a cookie business and it is based kind of off of dating experiences so kind of walk us through how the heck you started you graduated from Pepperdine a few years ahead of us so then what happened next
2: Yes I graduated in 2017 and about a year later I found myself in Dallas and I was working for a real estate firm at the time and I would bring these cookies into the office. I've always loved baking. So it's always been a very much a passion for me. And I started like bringing different flavors and at the office, everyone would be like, Oh my gosh, like you need to sell these. These are so good. And I always knew I would have like my own business. I just didn't know exactly what that would be. And at the time I was like, I don't really want to do like a normal cookie company. Like I want to have an edge. I want to be something different. And around that same time, my best friend, Sarah and I, um, we would, go out with guys, go on these great dates. And we would obviously come back and discuss and we started naming guys after ice cream flavors. So we would be like, Oh, that guy was boring. He's vanilla or he's foreign. He's pistachio, or he was crazy. That's definitely Rocky road. And so, I thought myself, yeah. So I thought to myself, I was like, well, I don't know how to make ice cream, but I do know <laughs> how to make cookies. And so I started just like baking all these like dating experiences away and found ways to describe a guy that I went out with as a dating term. And so each cookie became a dating term that was actually like named after some of the guys that I've gone out with. So they've all been inspired by my past, like little lovers and flings. That so. is so fun and flirty. I can't even get over it
1: arguably the Taylor Swift of the cooking making world I
2: basically <laughs> yes I'm basically the Taylor Swift of the cooking world
1: so wow what a title yeah. honestly
0: yeah
2: thank you thank you I try try she's the queen I'll never be able to touch her but she's
0: definitely a big mm-hmm. inso for me um, so are you a self-taught chef baker or did you grow up like cooking with your mom did your grandma teach you what's that kind of about
2: I'm um, a little bit of both my mom is definitely more of the chef she's an incredible cook can do anything like more savory gourmet however baking is not her specialty she usually burns everything so <laughs> I was in charge of baking from a very young age and was in charge of like making cakes cookies whatever it is that we wanted so a little bit of like self-taught and from her um that's obviously she was like my first experience in the kitchen but probably more like self-taught throughout the years
1: so when you first made the jump from having a job, the job at the real estate firm to making your own business, what were you nervous about doing that kind of branching off on your own or what were your parents? Was it off of a
0: side hustle? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I
2: originally started the Cookie Fellow back in the end of 2019 And I was still working full time at my real estate job and knew that being in the corporate world was was not for me. I was not made to sit at a desk and knew one day I wanted to do like my own thing. And obviously when COVID happened, um, I got like furloughed and eventually let go in November of 2020. And so once that was officially like let go, I was able to do this full time. It was actually very much a blessing because I was very excited to do this on my own and just not have to deal with being in my real estate job anymore. And I feel like once it was officially let go, my parents were like, okay, like we're supporting cookie fellow ventures, whatever you want to do with this. Like, this is what we're doing. Like this is obviously the path Mm -hmm. you're supposed to be on. So it was definitely like a long way, like probably a whole year until I was officially like supported by my parents to be like, yeah, go ahead and do this. But I'm very excited to be in the position that I am now and can just do my own thing and have my own schedule. So
0: That's awesome. So, and you're the CEO, president, founder, creator, all that good stuff. You don't have any business partners. Do you have any shareholders?
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just me. I'm the only shareholder. Um, Let's take it public. (laughs) Yeah, basically, let's take it public. Um, But I'm the only one that runs everything. I do everything from the baking, the packaging, the preparing the social media, the emailing, no matter what, I am the only person of contact. So Dang. it's a that lot. To balance. Yeah, it's a lot to balance. And I'm at the point now where now that I'm shipping across the country and trying to get or I'm in a few stores, and I'm trying to get into more. I'm at the point where I feel like if I continue to grow, I'm going to have to hire someone or mm-hmm. if not, get some like SMU student to help me as an intern mm-hmm. and get college credit and kind of learn like how to do a business. And Sasha, I would love their help. So
0: I cannot imagine what your coat rack looks like with all those hats you're wearing. That's <laughs> yeah, it's,
2: it's a very, very stuffed coat rack for sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so you said that you are in a few stores. So how did you get your product into stores? What the heck does that process look like?
2: Yeah, it's okay. dark
0: pink vibes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so um, right now I'm in these two stores here in Dallas. One's called Royal Blue, and the other one is Foxtrot. And they're both more local markets. And Royal Blue has a few stores in Dallas and Austin and, um, Foxtrot has stores here. They have stores in Chicago and in DC. So they're a little bit more spread out, but basically with Royal Blue, I used to, I still do. But at the time I used to go to Royal Blue almost every day and get my morning coffee and breakfast tacos. And I kind of just made friends with the cash, like registered little worker people. And one day when I was in there, after I finally got my official commercial kitchen, I was like, Hey, I have this cookie business. Like, would you guys be interested in selling them if not trying them? And they were like, sure. Like bring them in. Like we would love to try them. And once I did that, they were like, we have to have these. And, um, they were super, super excited to officially have me in the store. So that one was like a very, very simple, easy process with Foxtrot on the other hand. I reached out to them and then it was kind of a longer time frame of when I finally was able to get in the store. But through that process, they emailed me and asked me to be a part of this its called up and comers program that they had that they were basically looking for small business owners who had like the next new top product through that process. That's how I got into their stores. Cool. It's a little different, but both are like good stores to be in here in Dallas. And they're very more like, local market focused Mm -hmm. kind of places.
0: And in a situation like that, do you have to pay the company for shelf space or do they just like agree to carry your products? Do they get a percent of the profits? Like how does that work? They agree to carry it. So basically you sell
2: it for a wholesale price and they're going to want to mark it up around like the 40% range. So Mm -hmm. as long as you sell them to a price where they're going to be making like a 40% profit
0: you should be good to go. Interesting. Very yeah, cool. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I have no entrepreneurial spirit besides this podcast, but it's all very interesting <laughs> to learn because yeah. nobody knows about the back end stuff and the the details of it all. It's very interesting. I know. There's a lot of details, and I feel like being a part of an, being like an entre- entrepreneur,
2: it's just a lot of learning every single day because mm-hmm. every day is so different, and every new company is so different to work with too.
1: Are you kind of learning as you go? Or what are your tips for someone that doesn't have like anyone in their family or immediate friends that can give them advice on being an entrepreneur and kind of forging your path (laughs) into into supermarkets or anywhere?
0: And if your advice is just go with it, even better. Yeah, then you make
1: your marker. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Literally, that's my advice. Just go with it. Because I feel like you
2: have to every day, you're just learning something new and like trying to figure out like what sticks and what doesn't. But Honestly, I feel like what, the best thing to do is just can keep like reaching out to people and connecting and saying, "Hey, I have these great cookies. Would you want to try them?" And realistically, like people aren't going to turn down free stuff, especially if it's desserts or cookies. Like, yeah,
0: especially oops. cookies. Everybody loves to eat.
2: Yeah, who's going to say no to free food? So that's kind of like was my first step. Especially when I first first started, I worked with a lot of the local food influencers that have like Dallas based mm-hmm. accounts and reach out to them and had them try them as, and they would like post about it on their page. And so that's probably like the best first step that you could do is just get your name out there by connecting with other local influencers that, you know, would like support the brand.
0: I'm not sure if you are aware of this person, but miss Lauren Everett's Bostic just happens to live in Austin, Texas now with her beautiful husband, you know, those people.
1: I don't know. Wait, who's Lauren? Oh, go give her a follow <laughs> and go listen to the Skinny Confidential. They should pay us for how much we promote them.
2: No, fun fact. So I used to be part of that Facebook page. and then okay. we're all an OG listener. Down. Yeah, yeah. I've never listened to her podcast. Oops, okay. But the Facebook page I was obsessed with and it had such great dating advice. Anything when it came to boys, whatever you wanted, it was all on there. And then there was totally. a whole dispute and it got shut down. Well,
0: Ashley and I are obsessed with her podcast. So, Like, beyond obsessed. You should listen. Yeah, we I listen. I probably should. And now they live in Texas. They used to live in San Diego slash LA, um, but they made this big move to Austin, so maybe she could promote your cookies. She's got a baby. I'm sure babies eat cookies. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I bet. Maybe. Maybe.
1: <laughs> Who knows? First,
2: like, real solid food would be a yeah. cookie. I mean... It's Baby's good. first
1: solid food is the cookie fellow. That's a big deal. So you mentioned how you are wearing all of these millions of hats. What are some of your tips for productivity and trying to balance it all? Or are you still kind of figuring that out and how as you go? Oh do you God. have a killer morning routine. A lot of people who do that are successful. <laughs> how do you stay sane is like the real thing. Like, that's, yeah, how are, are you doing micromanaging?
0: Give us the details. Um, you know, uh, great,
2: great question. Um basically I try to do what I can in a day and I know some days are going to be super, super busy where I am just up at 5 a.m. I'm baking for the next like five hours, doing cookies until like two o'clock that afternoon. And then, (laughs) yeah, so it's just, I feel like on the days when you know that you're going to have a lot, make sure the day before you prepare adequately for that because I've had times where I start making dough too late and I'm up to like midnight and then I'm having to wake up at like 5 a.m. And it's just not a good cycle to get into. So I feel like if you focus on just trying to schedule it ahead as much as possible and be prepared where you're allowing yourself sleep, I feel like sleep is the most important part that you could have in any of this because if you don't get sleep, you're never going to be able to perform at your top level. So I always feel like when I don't sleep, I'm so exhausted. I can't think straight. I just feel like I move so, so slow. So sleep is probably my most like important advice I could probably yeah. give. Um, but also make sure you just plan out far in advance and be not so what's the word I'm trying to think of Um, procrastinate I'm usually the queen of procrastination so don't do that
0: (laughs) yeah I am such a brat even if I only get like seven hours of sleep which is kind of like more more than like most parents could ever dream of but like I I I'm so annoying. I'm like I must get 9 to function at my like full
1: capacity. Like I love sleeping, so I feel oh, like, like a hot. toddler. So your morning routine is making cookies. Basically. Yeah.
2: And the days <laughs> that and I have bake,
1: off, if you will, wake and bake.
0: Wake and
2: bake. <laughs> <laughs> and the days that I have the days I have off, I try to sleep in to like 9 or so um and then I'll do my nice like morning walk, get coffee mm-hmm. and kind of chill out. And then usually in the afternoon, I'll start preparing for the next day of orders.
0: How did you acquire a commercial kitchen? Do you have to lease the space? Do you share it? Like, what does that look like? You have to get a license.
2: Um. Well, first, you have to, like, look at different kitchens and see, like, which ones are accepting new members and do your research of what's going to be the best price for you, slash the best area for you. And then. No, I just like doing a
1: club or something. <laughs> kind of a <is>. baking club.
2: <laughs> And then you have to basically take this course online to become a food manager. So you can be like a certified um, food manager license and you have to take it to the city and they have to like sign it off. And then once you have that done, you can officially be a part of the commercial kitchen that you choose.
0: And it's really just you by yourself. You don't have anyone helping you in the kitchen. Can you leave yes. help? Or Abby's like, need you need some more hands. You should get some cats to knead the dough. Cats are always kneading <laughs> things. You should, inqu- you should acquire like seven cats and just have yeah. them kneading the dough in the background. I mean, have you seen a TikTok
1: when sometimes it's a really old cat and they're like, he's making his last loaf of bread after 25 years. You oh. <laughs> need some cats, yeah. Oh man, oh my gosh.
0: yes. I definitely need some helpers. Like, please come. Do you ever wish that you had a business partner? Or are you like really glad that you're doing this by yourself? Because I feel like the autonomy could be like really freeing and feel like really liberating. But also at the same time, like, does it ever get lonely? Or is it more like therapeutic that you're just in the kitchen for so many hours by yourself? Do
1: you listen to a podcast? Do you listen to ours? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um,
2: I say yes and no. I was... I'm very, very more the creative artistic mindset and I would love to have a business partner who is more of the business financial Mm -hmm. focus side because that kind of area, like I, I can do a little bit of it, but I would love to have someone who's actually very skilled in that area and has, can have much more of a direction than I do.
0: Any um, boring sticklers out there? We got a job for you. <laughs> yes, please, <laughs> for step up.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so having a cookie business, I can imagine you're eating a lot of sugar. You're probably taste testing. Your family is probably taste testing. Does it ever get tiring? Are you ever like, I don't ever want to eat dessert again? Or are you just so obsessed with your own creations that you're like, I could do this all day?
2: Fun fact, I hardly ever taste the cookies anymore. Um, I know, Unless I know it's, uh, it's a big deal for me because I love sweets and, um, but it's come to the point where you, you know, when you like make something so many times and you're just kind of like, I don't really need to try that. I know what it Mm -hmm. tastes like. That's kind of what it is like for the cookies. But obviously when I create a new flavor, I definitely taste it because obviously I want to make sure that it's tasting really good. So I don't really ever get tired of like creating new things, Mm -hmm. um, but I definitely don't eat the cookies hardly anymore because I am tired of making the same thing
0: oh, over, and over and over again. So, How many cookies do you have in your line? Is there a
1: cookie line? Yeah. Do you call them lines? Are there launches like seasonal launches? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I just call them flavors. And then we have a monthly flavor that usually comes okay. out. Um, I think right now there's eight total, including the monthly flavor. Cause we have okay. the one which is like chocolate chunks and sea salt. And I have the situationship which is Oreos, drizzled with, drizzled with white chocolate. The Rebound, which is like a dark chocolate base with peanut butter cups. The Sugar Daddy, which is cinnamon sugar. The Player, which is rainbow sprinkle. The month of favor right now is the Almost Maybe with the potato chips and the chocolate chunks. Ghosted, that's one too. That's salted toffee with white chocolate. So maybe it's just seven total. I don't think I'm leaving any out. <laughs>
0: That is so fun that you decided to make it themed by men because I am notorious for flavor of the month club when it comes to men. And that you just made it into a cookie and now it's just so accessible to everyone. I just love that Person- idea. Personifies <laughs> the
1: flavor of the month idea.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely flavor of the month. That's a good I can totally make a flavor of the month cookie, like flavor. That's a good idea, actually. That yeah, we really idea.
0: It. Abby's going to make her own. <laughs> Call me crazy. <laughs> we should make a just go with it cookie and uh, put our faces on it. There I say. That's a good idea, too. Too. That's yeah. a very good okay, idea.
1: For uh, 10 words to describe our personalities, personify this into a... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Um, I was going to say something. Oh, I was going to say, but we can vouch for them, you guys, because our best friend sent them all to our whole group and they were fantastic. And my mom was like, you're not going to eat all of those. Mm-hmm. And I was like, watch me. Yeah, I am. <laughs> watch me. Yeah, they come in the
0: cutest packaging. It's this big box with the f- I'm assuming you do the packaging, too, right? Because you do everything. Yes, yes okay right. <laughs> yeah. and there's all of this really cute confetti and everything is so pretty and themed and it tells the story on the label of the cookie and they're really big also like they're not you yeah know, i didn't to eat six. that's why my mom was like well, you're not gonna eat you six do. right they're, <laughs> they're like, honestly yeah, massive to like, to like it took me a long time to finish one cookie because they were so dense but they were so yummy we had the lucky charms one what is it called Prince Charming, oh, yes. yes, so fun.
1: Yes, we love St. Patrick's Day. Our best friend got yeah, got drunk and ordered even more. for all around, so <laughs> they are fantastic. But, She's a good know, friend. What's your dream with this? Like, what is the ideal? Like,
0: ten years from now, do you want to still be doing this? What do you want the business to look like in your most ideal
1: situation?
2: In my most ideal situation, I would love to be able to get this like on TV. Some aspect, like I feel like it would do really well being a TV cookie, whether that's like on The Bachelor and I host like a date where they come in and they make their own cookie and they like customize their own flavor of what they want their relationship to be like.
0: Well, that really or, sounds good like would align with your brand. That Bachelor. sounds perfect. I, I, that
2: probably be my dream to like work with The Bachelor franchise. Honestly, I would love to do that. I would love to work with like Bumble too and figure out how to be a partner with them. And as well, maybe it's like QVC or something like that, where I feel like, you would have actual like male models come out and like represent all the different flavors and like model each flavor off. That's probably like my ultimate goal. And I feel like once you hit that point, people are obviously you're going to have a whole like distribution center
0: of all that yeah. stuff because to, to handle with that mass production, like that would be probably ideal. Um, Did you guys hear that the woman who started Bumble recently just became the first yes. self-made billionaire female. Yeah, in it's awesome. She's young.
1: That could She's be you young. next. I know. <laughs> and
2: she's in Texas as well, in Austin.
1: Oh, my gosh. Just like us cookies straight to the source. Oh, I remember what I, I was going to ask. Did Sarah mention that you auditioned for Shark Tank? Did you or were yeah. you talking about it? Okay. Um, what happened with that?
2: I did. Technically, I'm not really supposed to talk about it. Okay, we don't But, have to. yeah. Um, we love an NDA.
1: Like,
2: <laughs> yeah, we love an NDA. But, basically, I made it to, like, a round. That okay. was, like, the next step. And,
0: yeah, it didn't happen, but that's okay. But that's a cool, like – Good on you for trying. I bet people are too afraid to even try to get on shows like that. I know. Well, Sarah applied for me. <laughs> Ashley's always sending me things to apply for so that I can skyrocket to fame. I somehow, just sent some you today
1: on TikTok, and Netflix is doing a casting call for a new TV show. Extras oh, from ages zero months to a yeah. hundred years old. They need everyone, Abby. I fall in oh, that range. Yeah. <laughs> do it. You should so do it.
2: You never know what could come out of that.
1: Abby really aspires to be on some sort of television some sort of silver screen specifically we are constantly on the lookout for new dating shows for her that i feel like dream. you could be
2: on like love is blind
1: oh don't even get us started what? if i have to relocate to chicago to
0: be on the next season of love is blind i will do it if any application?
2: You yes, do I it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if any producers are listening any producers of literally anything look me up look me up Let's chat. <laughs> I just picture you at five AM, like turning on the oven like another
1: <laughs> <laughs> another morning. <laughs> if that were Abby, Abby, your hand would be quivering trying to turn the dial at five AM. <laughs> It'd be such a
0: struggle. Man. What is okay, I have a question. Sorry, back on track. Yeah. <laughs> What is the biggest thing you've learned about yourself or about business? Just like things that you've learned that you've taken away in this first like solid year of you really giving this everything you've got.
2: I feel like every no is a redirection to something else. So I think if you just continue to remind yourself that, because obviously not every single opportunity you go for is going to come to life, but I do think God always has a purpose for you and always like something bigger and better is going to come your way. So if you just keep that mindset of no is a redirection, I think that's probably some of like the best advice that I've learned so far. And throughout this whole process, like there's been so many no's and even before I even started this, there were no's and I'm so happy that I continued trucking along and like doing it because I wouldn't be where I am today where I like have my own business and be able to like call the own shots and be in certain stores that I've always wanted to be in. So every no is a redirection. I think
0: for sure, which is also applicable to dating, which is also applicable to your business yet again. Yes,
2: literally, I think every single thing in life can be related to dating and business because <laughs> it's all like a game of love when you think about it. Because obviously, it's like a yes or no rejection sort of game all the time. Like, and no matter what it is, it's, it's I don't know. It's very interesting. And dating is a whole whole other can
0: of worms but
1: that is um, talk about dating every five episodes probably on this podcast we can't
0: stop <laughs> <laughs> everything no. in life can be brought back to dating and business I love that <laughs> literally
2: what are some of like your best or, or worst dating stories you've ever
0: Abby, uh, my goodness well concisely, <laughs> I
1: thought of one for oh, you yeah how long do you have, really? We got all day, we got all day. Yeah, how many <laughs> hours do we have to start baking again? Because this going to take us till 5 a.m. Um, Are the cookies in the oven? Make sure they're not burning. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to burn. Don't worry. Abby, <laughs> I thought of one for you. I love when you think of things for me. Let's hear it. Not, this isn't a bad experience. It's just an odd experience. I don't think we've told this on the podcast before, but Abby was going one summer where she's going to go on a date with this guy. We referred to you don't think he listens to this, do you, Abby? I doubt any man I've ever spoken to listens okay, so to this. Okay, we call him Dumb Daniel. Um, But he <laughs> took her on a date and she showed up and he was walking with a heavy limp. <laughs> yeah, and the worst part was that even if you walk with a heavy limp, maybe address
0: it. You know, it's an elephant in the room. Let's talk like about it. He was really it. injured. It's not like he
1: had It wasn't wrong. like he, he was had like
0: a fake leg or something. Like he had hurt it or something and he just like didn't okay. think to to bring it up. But we were having a picnic on the beach and he was just limping around the sand and I was like, "Should oh, I no. say something?" Like it was really
1: strange and that really set the tone for the rest of the date, just a lot of strangeness going on. And she on. texts me and our other best friend. was like he has a limp. I'm kind of uh concerned or something and then here for her for hours into the night and we we're like, Oh my god, Daniel the limp kidnapped her. Like he must have a limp because he's kidnapped others.
0: Like did he did he ever address it or was that just he never did- Eventually, after a while, I think at some point you just have to laugh at it. Like, I'm sure all of us have probably been on a date that wasn't so stellar, not really what we wanted to do, how we wanted to spend our evening. But you have to like laugh at it at some point. Like, it's funny. So then I kind of just loosened up and I was like, well, this is a disaster of a date. Like, let's see where this goes. And so eventually I felt comfortable enough to ask him about said limp and I got the deeds. Basically, he just sprained his ankle super bad at playing basketball. But I'm like, why couldn't you have just said that? Why do you have to limp around <laughs> and wait for me? Yeah, I literally
2: <laughs> the first like five minutes of the day and be like, oh, don't mind me limping. I sprained my ankle in basketball. Like, Girl, okay, cool. Not
1: that hard. Not that but hard. That whole thing is indicative of Dumb damn, damn Daniel's entire personality for yeah, the remainder of totally. the Yeah, that, that's, Definitely. <laughs> Two words: mouth breather. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so, do you ever go on dates, Marin, with the intent of, um, like, t- now? T- yeah, like I'm, like I'm running out of ideas. Let me go on like four dates with strange people that I've never met before and hope for the best.
2: Oh, I think inspiration every- strike. Every date is inspiration. Like that's how I look at. We're it. not even like, dating I,
1: anymore to find someone, are we? It's
2: basically it's all like for like business purposes. Basically at this point, because I literally love going out and like trying to find someone and be like, ooh, like because I feel like also I feel like I go out with a lot of very um, entrepreneurial guys or who just had family that are in business and that's the way their mind works. And I love to hear like what they have to say, and I feel like sometimes they have good advice of like how to take the business, but also. It's always good to get inspiration from different flavors because they'll be like, oh, um, do like a potato chip cookie because like that would be fun and different, you know, hear what they have to say and think of like how that would be applied going forward.
0: More brains are better than one. I love that you're outsourcing <laughs> to some strangers that have no, <laughs> Thank you. no
1: inside perspective. Yeah. You should write off the days with your taxes that turned into something.
2: <laughs> I literally oh. should. However, I've always been very lucky where um, I always pay. So like I never
0: really yeah. have to... You are in Texas. The men are raised with good, uh, good values, good morals down
1: there. I I am in
2: Texas. I am in Texas. So yeah, definitely a lot of good morals here.
1: Did you develop, is this cookie recipe something super secretive? Did you develop it yourself or did you kind of just like twist? I know that you do all the toppings and stuff that add to it, but the basis, the core of the cookie, it's soul. It's soul. It's center. (laughs) Yeah. Did you develop Um, that yourself?
2: Yes and no. The, the core recipe, I like did base it off of someone that I did find somewhere else, but I changed the measurements because I didn't like what they did. So technically, I guess it is mine. And at the end of the day, like you can only make a cookie recipe so many ways, it's like flour, sugar, eggs, butter. Salt, We're not reinventing sugar, the wheel here. Yeah, you can't really, <laughs> re- you can't really re- reinvent the wheel. So yes and no, I guess how to answer that question.
1: You should one day. I can also take this off. But you should one day when you grow a lot and you have a bunch of employees, you should ship out cookie making kits to people. With okay, i wanted to do that. Sorry okay, you okay, you got to cover. Like right. my,
2: that's like my next. I would love to make some sort of like mix or
0: some sort of kit that they can all put it together. So I think like that'd be such a fun. I used to activity. sell a jar like. You know, when you're in middle school, back to Abby's
1: entrepreneurial (laughs) days,
0: I've heard this one. I was a born salesman, you guys, I swear to God, but we had a jar and it was a cookie dough jar and inside were like a layer of chocolate chips, a certain amount of measured sugar and flour. And it was all just in a mason jar and it was really cute packaging. And I would go door to door and knock on all of these people's, um, all my neighbors' doors, which was really spread out because I lived in the woods, it wasn't like a cul-de-sac. <laughs> so I'd, have, I'd be I'd be clocking in like 14 miles a day, like trying to sell these cookies. But that's what I mean, that reminded me of. That's so fun, though. Yeah, I've seen that before. What were you crowdfunding for, Abby? Oh, a Washington D.C. trip in seventh grade. I paid for it myself. It's pretty impressive. Oh, that is yeah, it's nothing. I have grit and determination. <laughs> so true grit, 2009 true
1: grit <laughs> my memoir <laughs> yeah um so obviously the theme of this entire podcast is just going with it and giving advice to people in their 20s and post-grad okay. looking back since you're a couple of years out from post-grad what is something that you okay. wish you could have told yourself right out of college fresh out the fresh gates the oh gosh
2: that your life is not gonna look what you thought it was gonna be at all It that's probably and don't feel like you are set to be on a certain path and do what you majored in and stick to that. Like it's going to change and that's okay. Yeah.
0: What did you major in, by the way?
2: I majored in broadcast journalism. So during college, I interned for E-news and did that whole route and thought I was going to be in Hollywood entertainment for the rest of my life. And that did not happen. And I'm glad it, it didn't. So but that's how I started out
0: my uh, workforce career. So, wow, that's cool. Maybe you should leverage some of those connections to be the yeah. <laughs> bonker of the star. I, I know, know cookies these days, you know, and they have got to watch their figure. But who cares? I
1: know. You
2: never know. I, I bet i could actually
0: that's a good idea yeah, yeah you're like taking notes during this phone call yeah. <laughs> ideas all of them much like the men you take on dates we're full of ideas <laughs> yes, full of ideas
2: thank you
0: <laughs> okay so i'm gonna ask ashley's favorite question what are you reading what are you listening to do you listen to podcasts it. Is any, I, yeah, yeah i just a, said, it. i just like i'm on a script, script <laughs> at the end Wait, you know what maybe we can mix it up ashley sometimes <laughs> okay keyboard um, i thought this was I, a free country I checked. <laughs> free will god gave free will <laughs> free speech anyone okay um the podcasts that i have listened
2: to recently a few of them are um how we built this have you heard of that before yeah,
1: yeah. I okay have i didn't mean to listen to listen it but I, I haven't
2: it's it's really good and i feel like being like a young entrepreneur it's a great resource to look into and listen to because they do Different like food companies, anywhere from like food to like technology to like whatever you are wanting to be in. And um, one of the ones I've listened to was like Tate's Cookies. They interviewed her, and then they did another the one I listened to the other day was um, Simple Mills. You know, like the almond flour mm-hmm. baking brands, and they do like crackers and other mm-hmm. stuff too. Um, it was kind of really fun and interesting to like listen to like their journeys and like listen to like how they started like, because it's like very similar to I feel like how I've started. Like in your kitchen, and just like being so like wearing all these hats, and it's fun to like hear their stories. That's probably what I listen to podcast wise. Reading wise, I'm not much of a reader. <laughs>
1: do yeah, you have time, I was gonna say. I don't think you have time.
2: I don't really have much time. I feel like when I do read, it's usually like a dating book um, or some, some sort of room. like, yeah, some sort of research, inspiration or research. Like, I don't know. I've read like Get the Guide by Matthew Hussey. That was one of, like, the more recent reads I've read. Um, also, The the Man God Has for You was also one that I've read by this guy named Stephen. I forget his last name. but
1: happens to order it right now. She's on Amazon. I, know, I it, like stop. Actually,
0: that sounds riveting. I must order it. it it's actually – it was really good. It's a really short, simple read, and I don't know. It definitely
2: helped me, like, post a guy that I was dating a few months ago to get out of that, like, little hole. Um to remind myself that there's something bigger and better waiting and
1: God okay. will reveal that to you
2: on his own time. So.
1: I love 100%. that. 100%. That's it. Exactly. Hey, okay, do you want me to steal your line now? <laughs> yeah, I stole yours. Take it away. What... <laughs> okay. Go ahead and pimp yourself out. Where can people find you? Where can they buy your cookies? Where can they find you and not just the cookies if you want them to? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, you can find me at Royal blue in Dallas, Texas, or at Foxtrot in Dallas, Texas. Or you can order off my website, um, the cookiefellow.com. So when I ship across the country. So whenever you want cookies,
0: go to thecookiefellow.com and place your order. Beautiful. We know Emery's doing so right now. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, she's listening. She's
1: going <laughs> inspired. <I think.
0: laughs> Amazing. Well, I'm hungry now. I don't know about you, Ash, but I'm ready to go eat. <laughs> <laughs> cookies are calling my name not ones that I baked though because I'll burn them
1: <laughs> all right thank you so much Marin this was so fun so glad to finally like meet you and speak to you but yeah. um, I will be ordering cookies this month don't you worry sounds good it was so good to finally
2: speak and meet you guys too I've
0: been looking forward to it so thank you so much for having me on Yay! thank you everyone and go buy some cookies for this weekend yay <laughs>